Hey everyone out there, uh, we are Music Villa in lovely Bozeman, Montana's uh, Gear and Beer Show. This is Blaze. Hi. I'm Joe. That's Joe, damn it. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, we're here to, uh, to drink and vibe and talk about gear and, and have fun with it. Maybe have a guest. Maybe have I don't a guest. Know. I don't know. We, book, we didn't book anybody. We didn't have, we don't have beverages. We're very unprepared. It was raining down. It's a rainy day morning. out. Yep. It's springtime here in Bozeman. I was at the up. pawn shop on the way to work trying to barter with the guy to get my rain jacket back. I pawned my rain jacket for three bucks. <laughs> Joe's been going through uh, his, third, his, his third divorce. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> it's a real and, tough um, time for him. He wouldn't give me my rain jacket back for three bucks for the, well, he, you know, he wanted to charge me 10, like as they do. <sighs> they're, yeah, that's, they're, they gotta but make a living. Typical pawn shop, you find neat things. So I found this device what? sitting Whoa, there. That looks alien. It looks super alien. And, yeah, uh, Freddy Krueger I thought it was some kind box. of probe, but apparently it's not. I was kind of bummed. Oh, bum. I'm, I'm usually up for a good probing. Turns out it's a uh, beverage beacon. He called it a beverage beacon. Beverage? Oh, we After could... I bought it, you know. Well, I didn't bring me. beverages. You didn't bring beverages. We have the beacon. Well, yeah, and I was like, I got gear and gear and beer that I get lots of beverages. You know, can I pawn this back to you? He's going to, you know, same thing. He's going to be a dollar for it. So I kept it. Yeah. So let's let's see yeah. what it does. Let's, I, let's put this I, in the I love so the look of it. I think I'm going to click good. it on. It's got two little antenna. There's a green one and a blue one. He said they each do different things. Ooh, that is alien. Like very Twilight Zone. Let's see what limits. this one does. Hey, that worked! Wow, doesn't look like beer though. I thought you were. I was hoping you were gonna press the beer button, but it looks like we got coffee, which I'm not complaining. This is lovely. Let's uh put that coffee down. Let's see what the other one does. Okay. Hmm. A little space there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The blue beacon. Is that one a uh, weird science? Does it bring? Can we get Kelly LeBrock from the '80s in here? Oh my god! <laughs> this thing's amazing. Like, good thing it didn't like. Uh... <laughs> Thank God, it's only just a beverage uh, collar. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that could go very wrong. <laughs> Dude, see. I love this thing, man. Let's see what happens if I do both. Let's do both. I love this. Feel like we can get a little more. I think it, we could get a weird science. So let's put bras in our heads. This is way more fun than my raincoat. Try to get a woman in here. <laughs> Dude! Alex! What? what is that? Are those donuts? What's in there? Uh, I don't know. I don't. How did I even get here? <laughs> yeah. Look. Oh man! Oh, Sweet. This morning Dude, is this morning shaping is up. Yeah, I think. I think that was a good investment. Get one wow. of those. Wow. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, that was like I'm a man. Let's get. Is, come on, get out of no there. No donuts for you. Get Dude, it. that's awesome. Well, thanks, man. Uh, I don't know who you are, but uh, take care. Yeah. Have a good day. Uh, uh, I got to yeah. go. Um, actually, we, uh, we, we're doing this guitar show. Um, oh, guitars. Do you play any kind of instruments or anything? We need a guest. I, really, is what's going on here. Sometimes I play guitar, yeah. You do? Yeah. Well, uh, get on well, here. Here, why don't you come on in and yeah, be our guest today? Here, yeah, you? yeah. I can do that. Let's yeah. Have a chair. Here, you get in that chair. I'll get the middle one. Okay. Sorry, Riz. And uh, boy, on we the, have a you on know the, on the big screen. We got a party going on here. I guess <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna have this or the one. small screen either I'm way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll take any screen. Riz. Riz. Excuse come me, Riz. Come here. Hey, everybody. Donuts.
So uh, again, if you're just tuning in, we're the <laughs> Beer and Gear Show, Gear and Beer Show. I'm gonna get up and, in there. Uh, we just uh, use the unique device. Chocolate donut glass. I you want love, the? I love the chocolate. chocolate would be awesome. Sorry. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Welcome to the good. show. This thanks is, for thanks the donut, for, Alex. Yeah, this is a. Uh, so, so this is Alex Robolata, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Introductions. Um, that would be good. <laughs> That'd be very professional. Well, we've actually never met. I just appeared here. Yeah. Magical powers. Yeah. But I met Alex in the nether regions. In yeah, the, uh, he was in the nether region last yeah, night. In the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta be in the universe. Thanks for bringing all of these gifts. And getting I saw you in my dreams last night. <laughs> creeped out, yeah. So we are... Uh, mm. uh, let's talk. So this is, first of all... Okay. Who is Alex? Who is the man? So everybody, one more that time. Alex. Alex Robolata. That's me. Local, woo! Oh. Local um, guitar phenom. All around musician. All around good guy. Um, he likes the jazz. But he plays is actively in, in a jazz group. Couple different ones. Yep. Yeah, I do jazz. I Fancy do. Fancy stuff. What I is all jazz? Kinds of stuff. He plays all kinds of stuff. <laughs> jazz. But um, what is jazz in one word? Jazz is what jazz musicians play. Okay. Oh, good. That's very... I'm writing that down. That's good. That's the name of my new jazz book. Yes. I forget. That's a, <laughs> that's a quote from what someone famous. But it's true because... It makes sense. When all the weird stuff was happening in like the 70s, people were like, this isn't jazz, but all the people playing it were jazz musicians. Yeah. So I like What that. weird stuff? Like, 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 like Miles Davis. Brew. Yeah. Bitches Brew. Okay. All like, et cetera. Getting all, all that, that. All that open, airy, freaky stuff. Once they started playing electric instruments. Once the, the jerks, jerks took hold. Jerks. Yeah. Why do jazz players don't get They stopped have? doing heroin and started getting funky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> not cool. Like Mavish New Orchestra. It's not really jazz, but it's, they're jazz musicians. So sure. That's a great debate. It's a great debate. And I like Grant Green, so like you get the soul jazz. People mm-hmm. didn't like that either. They poo-pooed on him because it was too because he was groove, all funky and groovy. Joe Boogaloo Jones. Oh, he's it's great. a party. I, it's a great. party when he put that. I like in. those guys too. But anyway, so you do that kind of stuff. All I do all kinds of. You things. do heroin. Yeah. You. I mean, that's the play only big, way to swing, big big really. hollow guitars. <laughs> I don't you play, play you have a, hollow guitars. You have, have a, one a corduroy blazer. <laughs> I actually. I'm getting my one giant yeah, you have that old guitar fixed in the near future. You remember what model that is? It's an ES125D. That was That's right, yeah. My wife, Marianne, who owns a pottery company in town called Basic Clay. Ooh. I love that movie. It was her great guitar. That movie goes. It's, it's a two pickup one. <laughs> That's me. And- that, you guys reenact <laughs> that? Like, oh. every, every day in the basement. <laughs> We just go down and do pottery. And you ever seen that uh, community, that show community? Allison Bray is doing this thing, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> In community, she's awesome. Now. Yeah, well, you have to see it. Viewers, take a look at that community, there's, that show. There's too many shows to watch. I know. This one's a funny one. This one's better than community. That's right. Let's talk about guitars. Sorry. Um, Sorry let's uh, uh, let's see wife. what's under here. Um, oh. Make sure all the chocolate gets on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now... Oh, look at that. There's a lot of fun stuff here. Oh, all kinds of things. Um, before we get into this, though, I want to talk about... Now, where you moved here a few years... I don't know how many years. A bunch of years now, I guess. But uh, And you're from Jersey. You yeah, from Jersey? I was born in Brooklyn and grew up mostly in New Jersey, right by Newark Airport in Maplewood, New so Jersey. So not near the Jersey Shore. 
You weren't like um, going to the muscle beaches and getting baby oil all over and playing jazz standards well, on Jersey's the beach. Well, New Jersey's not like Montana. <laughs> like everything is kind of pretty close to the Jersey Shore. Right, that's true. Because you could small. fit about like thirty New Jerseys in Montana. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's like the you were muscle beaching. But we have ten times doing the like satin dolls. Yeah. That's the Garden right. State. It is. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, Tomatoes, I know. I've been there. Corn. Delicious things. Yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of people don't. I, I had a good friend live in Sparta, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's beautiful out there. there. Yeah. We used to skateboard there, go to Morristown. By the Appalachian Trail. Go to Vernon, Action Park in Vernon, Dagnabbit. No, it's beautiful. It's actually really nice. A lot of people don't know. Uh, anyway, a lot, a lot of people don't know. They think Jersey. <laughs> they think the Jersey freaking, Turnpike. Yeah, the yeah. Turnpike. Yeah, they think of, uh, you know, the Jersey show that was on MTV. The, most of the Jersey show is partying nice. partying and has Axe Cologne. And <laughs> yeah, most of those people are from Staten Island and Long Island. Uh, oh, I think, they're I think coming one in. of them is from New Jersey. Mm, huh. They're coming in your territory, taking over. Yeah. Turning into a A funny thing about fest. the Jersey Shore <laughs> is that in uh, way in the South Jersey Shore, they call all the tourists Bennies. Huh? Which the legend goes, it stands for Bayonne, Elizabeth, Newark, and New York. Oh. Which are, which are all the North Jersey towns. I, wow, I never heard that. Wow. I never heard that. This they, is, make, they make bumper stickers. It's going to come in handy in Montana. Home. Really? Yeah. What about uh, Atlantic City? You ever go to Atlantic City as a kid? Uh, One time I won like $1,800 in an hour playing blackjack there. Sweet. Nice. I wasn't a kid though. Uh-huh. Okay. It'd <laughs> been a lot cooler talk. if we were a kid that did that. You'd be like the Doogie Hauser of gambling in Atlantic City. That'd be awesome. I yeah. liked uh, I liked Boardwalk Doogie Empire. I learned, I learned a lot about Atlantic City from HBO. From <laughs> yeah, Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> That's a good one. That's how I knew it. Anyway, well, uh, so, and you came out here, you did a lot of music over there, right? I mean... Yeah, I went to school in Philadelphia and um, moved back uh, to Jersey City for a while after that and just played a lot of jazz and rock and funk. I was in a rock band called Aminal, uh, which featured this pedal a lot. Oh, wow. You got and that way that? back then? Yeah. Band, cool. What uh, is that guy? That is the Dan Armstrong effects machine, which features the orange compressor, blue distortion or overdrive, and green ring modulator all within one. And I'm sure okay. they exist around but i've never seen another one that had all three they make them independently but this is the only one i've seen that has the full package so that's is that the oldest pedal that you still use um i mean like the let me see in your in your well i rarely use this one because right now this switch is messed up but i do use it sometimes if i'm doing i don't have much need for it because it's uh it's good for recording now. And you and you built this rat pedal. Yeah, that one's a rat that I built from a company, a kit called uh, Build Your Own Clone. Oh yeah, I know that company. And this yeah. is a rat cool. pedal that cycles through with the different diodes for all the different rats oh, throughout the years. It's like, I love a rat pedal. The first one is like you know Schofield, the vintage, famously, yeah, and the one. vintage '70s one, you know, they cost like five hundred dollars or more. Are they a lot? I, think. Oh, I wonder right. what mine. I have one from nineteen eighty. It might be worth some money. That's that's over here. Okay. <laughs> Schofield used the '70s that's one, cool. probably. I think most of the jazz people use like the classic one. The, square, the classic the one, one is really thin. It's good for jazz because it doesn't like. Uh, you still have the fundamental It doesn't like note. overload everything. Yeah, right. and it's. Uh, you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Is this a? Uh, is the volume just turned down on the far left there? Yeah. There we go. So, do I have a pick? I think I do. 
Wait, do you like a heavy? You should pick? make one appear. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know what pick you use. It's a little jazz teardrop. So this is the first one. Is that um, is that a good volume? That's a good sound. That is cool. have the tone cut like a rat pedal hat like where it's where it cuts cuts uh that's your filter i'm not sure they just yeah, label the some filter distortion and volume because on a rat pedal it's almost like a box amp it. it like cuts tone as you turn it up instead of being a treble Yeah, that's weird because you gotta kind of find the spot on the on the filters for each one of these. Because this one, oh yeah, much jazzier. Yeah, I like the. This one's hard. I find this one doesn't cut through like the sound of a band very well. Oh, sure. Mid range, yeah. So I use the second one a lot. Yeah, yeah. This is. There you go. That's a classic. It's almost Santana or something. I needed something else, yeah, and that's what I needed. Good. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I needed. Man, this show's and really helping me out. And we didn't get them right here at Music Pedal, Blaze, the rap pedal. Oh, it's, no, I'm going to order it offline. <laughs> it's helping yeah. you uh, empty your wallet. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is very empty at the beginning. Um, You're going to buy it on Reverb. That is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, from, music, from Music Villa on Reverb. <laughs> yeah. let's go, let's, uh, while we're on it, let's go through all your, your board here. Yeah. Actually, so, real, real quick though, your guitar, quick mention, because we didn't talk about so Let's is, start where it starts. Sure. A PRS McCarty semi hollow body with uh, no chord taps or anything. It's got birds okay. on it. There's birds. It's a McCarty PRS <laughs> that I've had since like 2003. I got it used. Um, wow. I noticed the other day it's beautiful. that the finish here is completely worn away. Cool. That's a good sign for playing. So much. What's the date say on the headstock? Good. Is there a little first number? The first number is two, huh? or ten. ten. I don't know what. What do those numbers mean? Oh, uh, ten means a ten top. It means uh, it means it's a oh, B this stock. Is before, they rejected okay. it. Because later the they'll have like a the year you know twenty fifteen or they'll have like a number fifteen than the serial numbers. This is a little older. I have to get on my game. I think Sorry, it's like around the two thousand. It means three luthiers died is, making this. But the number ten <laughs> means the number ten means it's a ten top, which that is Oops, a beautiful sorry. top. What's yeah, a ten top? Ah, uh, just a really high grade. Like oh. ten out of ten, well, yeah. Mac Daddy top. Yeah, yeah like, you like did a dive. Edge, you did the triple edge. edge. That's what sold it for me. I was yeah, like, I saw you do that a dive, look, you get a ten. Also, that's the best. The back is equally as pretty. It's gorgeous. Yeah, that's lovely. Too bad I like let it have holes all over it. No, that's a really. If you nice look real close, you see the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Sorry. I like religious. Okay, that's a guy. Yeah, no, that's beautiful, Alex. 
So it's an older McCarty, McCarty uh, semi hollow, or McCarty hollow body. Very, very cool. Yeah. Now so those are cowboy chords you were playing there, right? <laughs> cowboy, very, very yeah. Like, Peter, Paul, and Mary did a lot of that. Yep. Put the magic dragon, motherfucker, yeah. You know what we need right now, Blaze? Yeah. You know what goes well with uh, cowboy chords? What's that? Beer. <laughs> Usually when we're doing cowboy chords and we get right, segue into jazz, I need a beer. So um, uh, while we're opening beer, do like while we're opening beer, uh, uh, I got. So we got to talk about your board, but what are your, some of your influences and stuff? Like uh, you, you, you're you're known as this jazz guy, but obviously you rock out and do different things. Who's uh, um, a couple of your favorite inspirations for jazz players? Maybe it's guitars, maybe um, it's another kind of instrument, and then what other genres or what? Yeah, for jazz, no, it's I, a gold uh, nail. You might want the. Oh yeah, yeah, I want the one I put my mouth that gave a. Blow when I was too. very young, I really yeah. liked Tal Farlow. Oh yeah, yeah. amazing. But He's as, got that. as I got older, I'm not really into. He's really guitar players and jazz. I like he does saxophone a lot of players. Oh yeah, and, I feel that. And pianists. I like. There's more air more, and space. I really like, like Monk and Bill Evans and. Uh, yes. So you get more ideas. Eric Dolphy. From those, and, I, I like yes. Eric Dolphy too. I'm learning Anthony piano Braxton. now, and I love piano jazz. Guys. Anthony Braxton is one of my all-time favorite musicians in any genre. What's, what's, he, the, what's he do? What's, he plays saxophone, but also he like uh, is a composer. <laughs> he's he's in the process of writing a. 36 act opera. Oh my god. Wow. 30 or yeah, overachiever. independent or it's actually I think it's like 36 independent operas. I don't know, I forget. Wow. But it's a uh, Do you think it'll sell better than Highway to Hell? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's so, the problem, man. It won't sell. But so, it's going to um, be incredible. But he did win the MacArthur Genius Grant. So, did he really? Yeah, like 5 uh, or something 5 can, or 10 years yeah. ago, I forget. Do. Um, and that's how he's funding this opera project. Well, it's good to kind of learn. You always hear, oh, listen to horn players, right? Because they're lying. You know, when you start doing patterns on a guitar, yeah. you know, you get a little stuck in that where, like, when you're hearing horn lines, it's a little more freer and open, and it's probably because it, it breaks you out of a rut or something on a guitar, right? Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that makes that, that's so a the other day, cool thing. like a week ago or so on, sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. a week ago or so on, on Instagram, I saw you did a three parter. You transcribed this monk piece. Uh, it, was off, it was off minor. Wasn't it? Was it off minor? Yeah. Which I love. I freaking love Monk. I've never been uh, diligent enough of a student to sit there and learn. He learned every note of... It was a live performance and he learned... You know, jazz players, you learn the head yeah. and the chorus, but he learned he learned the freaking piano. Single. The freaking piano solo. Damn. Well, the what solo are you trying to like... do? What the heck? Don't you need to, like, mow the lawn or something? I did that yesterday. Okay, I was going to say, that's a lot of time. Uh, man, it's funny how much you forget in like two weeks. <laughs> I was playing that nonstop, and then it's just there's gone. a lot of shit. But in learning there. that, this though, one's cool. Yeah, that line is just playing that on guitar. It's so yeah. I mean, it's weird to play it on a piano. It's even weirder on a guitar. But that's what's gonna make your fingers do different things that you've never done. It's Big really time. cool. It's so cool. Now, does that learning, exactly? That's killer. The piano and guitar, the piano and saxophone stuff. Like I've transcribed like. Cannibal Adderley and uh, Coltrane and uh, a lot of Miles Davis because he's just very simple and freezing-wise is really good. Mm-hmm, but doing right. that, it definitely forces you to think of things that you wouldn't play on guitar because guitar is very uh, uh, based on shapes and Pattern, patterns that you yeah. learn. So when you have a tendency to uh, rely on those patterns heavily, it kind of limits you melodically. Yeah. But then when you do the transcriptions, you come up with a, 
a lot of new patterns that you wouldn't have thought of. And also yeah. just the so, phrasing and being able to sing the melodies to the solos gives you ideas, kind of. So on Monk, on uh, Off Minor, just um, my own personal curiosity, what uh, what's he employing there? What's he using the most? That, that You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm, there, I'm hearing some scale arpeggios. Yeah, like, I'm hearing all those tritones and stuff. But, I'm, but is he doing, is he thinking... Whole tone? There's a sort of some whole tone action. Scales. That's, that's what like what he was famous for back when he first was getting famous, doing a lot of like. Is that what I'm hearing a lot of? Because like throughout that solo, there's endlessly he's going. That's like what I was. There's one spot where he goes. That's what I was uh, detecting as well. What does he do? He goes. Okay. Okay, I'm glad my ears. Wow. Yeah. Is. But it's like a lot of that song has right a lot place. of like minor six chords. Okay. What about the pad, the progression yeah. itself of off minor? Is he? Uh, I, uh, what do you think that's? What's I he? I didn't really get deeply into the transcribing the actual chords and most charts for that song are wrong. But it's like, um, like is there what's the what's the key? Is there a key center and then he's playing kind of the? It's kind of G two. minor in general, but the chords are really out there. It was kind of I read in the a couple books that it of his earlier compositions, it was known as like one of the more difficult ones. It's a weird ass song. Yeah, and I didn't really get deeply into the chords. That's like my next project to kind of get deep into the harmony and really transcribe the bass and then actually start playing that song out because it's hard. I've been doing this Monk song. Nice. It's a little slow. Can I give a shout out? Can I give a Monk shout out? One more. Yeah. What is that? What That's is that? Locomotive. Okay. Can I just give my personal thing while we're on Monk? Yeah. Well, brings me to tears every time I Dim hear it. Dim the lights. Is okay. his Thelonious Monk's version of Ruby My Dear with John Coltrane from that classic record. My hair is sort of standing no. up just thinking about that yeah. take. What Listen, a, like, Ruby My Dear. Um, Ruby My it's Dear. A ballad. What album is? Uh, it's it's a Monk and Coltrane album. It's a, I think it's called Thelonious Monk with John Coltrane. Okay. One of my favorite but, Coltrane, Coltrane is solo. The that they do. Oh yeah, yeah. The train, the train solo that, on that, the, like Coltrane's performance really on that is just freaking outstanding. Yeah. And Monk did that is tune that again with album? maybe Coleman Hawkins or somebody. It's not quite. The original was with Coleman Hawkins. I think Coleman Hawkins might have been the first person to record it even mm -hmm. with Monk or without Monk. There's also the famous story. Now I'm going on John Coltrane, <laughs> but where. Uh, Coltrane, when he was first playing with Monk, before he went back to Kansas City to sober up, um, he, uh, they're the big bands. That, it's that Monk album where Thelonious Monk's in a wagon on the cover. Um, oh, Coltrane yeah. was uh, music. nodding yeah. off in the studio from heroin, and uh, he, had, he had had the guy behind, he learned this trick from other players, had a little needle to poke him, to wake him up. <laughs> and so he was like, you know, the dude in front, and, and they're all in one room doing the session, and the guy sees Coltrane nodding off, you know, and he pokes him when it's time for his solo with a needle and Coltrane what? gets up and rips his solo and it's on the record and you can hear it. I think that's it. a myth. <laughs> you think that's a myth? I think in the book I just read, the really great Thelonious okay. Monk, I think it's called uh, The Life of an American Original or something like that. Do you that. think they made that up because of the way he comes I in with that solo? I think they made it up because you can hear, well I think there's also I'm, there's one spot where you can hear Monk say like, Coltrane! Mm. But... Because you hear and it just kind of come in and like, wow! And I think it was just because the take was just unplanned and he was just uh, yelling out who was soloing the solo. Oh, and you think he just like spontaneously was but like, oh, really, they mentioned that story and they're like, this is a really famous story that everyone like, right. you know, Legend. a lot of people yeah. have heard this story and like, 
They're not entirely sure if it's true or not, but they think that it's probably a little exaggerated. But Monk, but, but from all I've read anyway, it seems like Monk was pretty cool to John Coltrane. Oh, yeah. And nice to him. And well, he taught everyone. Helped like, him, uh, he was, uh, you know, get his life back together. The new release that they just made of the Coltrane and Monk together is really the one that I think is... Because what you're talking about, the one from the album, I think, which is also amazing. But then they did, after recording the album, they did like a... Like f- three or six months straight of playing like every single day, like wow. hours at the five spot, and then yep. they had a gig at like this benefit concert that got recorded and recently released, and that is like really I should, I, that's when Coltrane like really knows that. the material. Oh, and yeah. like I don't think I've heard that. Yeah, it's, I think it came out. They're more rehearsed within the last five years or so. Okay. But it's like no that's one knew one that recordings. No, different. I just said like Carnegie Hall. I have a Carnegie Hall. Oh yeah, have. that's a great. Album. I know that. Okay, I know with that. Right. That, but, um, with the two of them. Yeah, that might be the one. That is Do you that have it on record. I because I might how be because I bought it. No, I got it on like you know iTunes or whatever. But I remember reading of that. I think that you just described. I wonder if that's why. How about Mingus? Mingus and Eric Dolphy at Carnegie Hall recording. You ever listen to that record? I think so. Anyway. So Let's when get back learning, to Alex. When you're learning these lines, now when you're gonna go play another genre of music, or uh, are you remember? Are you utilize? Is this coming into your playing um, gradually well, like or that, like for transcriptions? You know, I think the biggest benefit is just the internal freezing ideas that will just come out. But I have been using this a lot more lately, um, which is just that he starts like a bunch of various. Like, I think a lot of the A sections, he starts with these variations on, like, a minor six arpeggio, starting on the third. So it's, like, three, three, five, six, root, three, five, six. But then sometimes he does, like, to the major seven. Ooh, landing major on a six di- and a yeah, major seven. on a different thing. Yeah, so yeah. he does, like, a lot of variations on that, which I've been throwing in. I've also been doing a lot, throwing in a lot of these, uh, like, whole tone scale, but... But nice. doing like the um, doing like the arpeggios through the whole tone scale, which That's are all great. augmented chords. So yeah. I'm using like That's some cool. of those ideas like pop in. But I think the biggest benefit is just like being able to feel new ideas mentally, and uh, it's kind of a long term absorption of, that's what I'm yeah you're yeah. doing all these transcriptions it's all like this stuff is just, and that's the whole point you know, it's no, osmosis yeah. it should all come out in your own it's not like filter. you're gonna cop the licks and just no, play them. and that's what I'm saying yeah Which like, sometimes I have done like I do play this Coltrane thing uh, from the I transcribe the softly as a morning sunrise from uh, uh, live at the village vanguard and, but he does this like that he uses like um, yeah he uses that the whole thing but but I use that and it's like you kind of like get like little it kind of opens your ears to hearing things that might sound might have sounded weird to you before that sound more natural to you now so you can kind of use them in a more functional way I mean do you think do you consciously think when you're playing jazz about a I'm playing, you know, you're getting you can get stuck in a modal just like you get stuck in pentatonic you can get stuck in modal land um, very, and then do you think about like now I'm gonna get outside? Do you consciously go like these are my outside licks well, and I'm, tricks? Or? I'm very much think about every chord that's being played. Like I don't really think in a key center. I do sometimes depending on the song. If it's really like if it stays in one key mostly, I stay think in one key. But I think much more like I'm playing this chord. I'm playing this chord. I'm playing this chord. And I use a lot of like the ideas from George Russell's book, the Bleedian mm-hmm. Chromatic Concept. Which, which is much I'm more like every chord, kind of like if you have a minor seventh chord, it's like this. And I don't obviously you can drift off from that. 
But that's like my main focus is thinking about the chord that's being played and also where it's going. When I start doing weirder stuff, it's like coming around. I know I'm going to end up on back at one, eventually back at the F chord at the top of the form. So like you can use that area. Are you thinking about the leading one. tone? Well, if I get weird with it, I'm just thinking like a big five chord, which can have a whole lot of tension leading of, back to a certain place. And that was my next question is like, you know, get going out on the five chord is... It's, it's 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 gets used a lot because it sounds really cool and it's yeah. a great trick and but that's you don't like even the key there to, to actually be a five chord jam band music <laughs> is like get weird on the five play the five for longer bam on the, right but it's, so that was my next question to you is like how do you what has helped you to to get out anywhere to you know what I mean to go through the whole thing and play out stuff that sounds like that still follows it somehow you know the Does key that make is sense? to end up where you want to get sure okay. Land on the right, land on the right spot, and you yeah, can and get like, away with what you do in between. You can come up with all kinds that, of right? ideas. Like you can come up with like, like minor, uh, like melodic minor ideas, or like diminished scale ideas, or like whole tone scale. How do you how do you decide which diminished scale to use in a given situation? You know what I mean? Of the um, three, let's say you you know. Well, a lot of the time I do. Uh, well, it's really for like a five chord. I would only think of two. So if I'm going to like C. If I'm going like D minor, C7, F major, I'd be thinking about the diminished scale uh, starting uh, on uh, the half hole starting on C. Half so hole. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So that would be diminished. Or uh, melodic minor scale, the seventh mode of melodic minor starting on, like if you played melodic minor on a D, D flat, that would be your kind of other. I mean, so when you. Play a diminished scale. Sorry, I'm asking right, all this because I'm trying to get better. Getting into that yeah. scene, are you are you thinking about where's the three? Where's what's the what's the one chord? You know, or I mean, you know, what I mean, are you thinking about um, where's the one chord and what's how's it gonna yeah, where's the one but your major third yeah, or, or whatever? Definitely. Too. But sometimes it doesn't really matter. Like that's the thing. Like it does matter, and I think about it that way. But like, like when do you, when do you start? Say with if the I whole, play this one. Yeah, when do you start a whole step first diminished scale? When do you um, employ that? Over the five chord, I maybe? don't really no. use it. I always just okay. think of it as the half step one because I, I just put it where at a I put it in a different position. Sure. So if I was on the whole step one, yeah, you and almost have one, to practice it like that. But then when you're performing, you want to just have phrasing and lines and stuff, and not yeah. think about that either. You know, so um, yeah, that's crazy shit. Yeah, man. so I don't yeah. necessarily use a lot of uh. I mainly think of the diminished scales always starting at the half step. Yeah, okay. And just positioning it at different That's places. why I practice it. Yeah. I just practice those ones. Yeah, that. because I always start it, because it's yeah. like, what's the point yeah, of practicing the other one? The you can just think of it starting here, yeah. or you can think of it starting here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's cool because it's got a lot of... Uh, the other thing I've been doing a lot is um, messing around with... Uh, finding different ways between whole tone and diminished scales, because basically the melodic minor scale that a lot of jazz people use for a substitution is a combination of a diminished scale and a whole tone scale. And you can kind of, so if you're playing this diminished, you can kind of just switch to a whole tone or the other way, you know, you can start on your whole tone and then end up in your diminished. Mm. And there's this book, uh, Fundamentals, of guitar by Miles Akazaki. Um, 
very under, not well-known guitar player, but he just released an entire album of the complete compositions of Thelonious Monk on solo guitar. Wow. Whoa. Holy And crap. it's, like, unbelievable. He does, like, crazy rhythmic contortions with it, and uh, it's really good. But his book, cool. his book is very interesting, and it has a whole little couple pages about this whole tone, whole tone diminished scale pathways. Hmm. But uh, he's cool. Getting freaky. Wow. There, I have some album where a guitar player did a whole monk thing. What the hell's his name? Oh, God, I can't remember. What about, like, the so the modern jazz guitar players, kind of current day, say the last 20 years? Who do you who do you like? Uh, Miles Akazaki is okay. definitely yeah. a number, probably one of my favorite guitar players ever. You heard it here, kids. Yeah. Enough of that Dan Fogelberg. Pick up a Miles And then I Saki. like... Uh, I don't know. Well, there's all these young guys like Julian Lage or Lage. Yeah, or he's really good. His amazing. newest album is really cool. Gilkerson like, or whatever um, his name is. I'm trying to think these, who have I been listening to lately. Oh, uh, Mary like Halverson. People coming Do you know Mary Halverson? I don't, actually. Mm-hmm. She's like more new music, but definitely like still in like a jazz kind of format. She's like, her composition is really good. Cool. And I also really like her guitar playing. But she's really cool. But again, it's like, I'm not... So uh, into, Bill Frisell, uh, you like him? Oh yeah, Bill Frisell. He's not last really twenty good. years. He's older. He's one of my favorites, kind of though. He's one yeah. of my favorites. Like I do like a lot of, especially in Montana, people like the, uh, that like country oh, his jazz. Stuff he's he's a big country fan. So it's ever. like I do people like a lot of old timey tunes. I do this song. That. I saw Bill Frizzell right. doing amazing. They appreciate everything. Yeah. Bozeman's great. I saw him doing amazing Hank Williams. But that always gets a once. good reaction. <laughs> what made you come out to Bozeman, by the way? Um, my wife got a job doing pottery at Mountain Arts Pottery. My wife worked there, too. Oh, long, yeah? A long time ago. In yeah. the pottery studio? Yep. Oh, cool. A long time ago. She did you know, pottery and then... Oh, yeah. You know Jenny... Kids and stuff. Yep. You know Jenny Blair. Jenny Blair. When, yep. when I first met you, we discussed this. Yes. Um, yeah. Which has been a while now. But, yeah. So, we moved out here for that, and I kind of assumed... We visited, and I was like, I'm used to being, like, a 15-minute drive from New York. <laughs> so moving here was, like, different, but I, I really like snowboarding and hiking and outdoor stuff. So I was like, we'll try this out, and we visited, and I thought the visit was just going to be, like, a little weekend vacation, and we were going to be like, yeah, that's not happening. Right. So we it's visited, but then I was like, oh, there's a lot of stuff happening here. It's pretty cool. So I figured we'd move here for, like, a year. She'd, get, she'd do this pottery job, and then we'd move back to New York. And... Uh, <laughs> Then we were here. Then and we we bought a house like a year and a half ago. So we're not we're gonna be here for a while. And you're teaching. Right. Let's, yeah. let's touch on that real quick. Start falling in love with it. Um, stuff. Tell please tell everybody yeah. your website, your My Instagram. My website is www.alexrobolata.com. A l e x r o b i l o t t a, and my Instagram is robolata.music. Sweet. And uh, I'm doing right now on Instagram. I'm just finishing up an entire year. Of Bach chorales. Oh, I saw one on of those. Guitar. Beautiful. On Mother's Day, you did one. It's going to be 56 of them total, and I'm trying to come up with a book as well. Holy that crap. That has all 56. I've done, I do some of them. You make me feel like I'm not doing shit with <laughs> my life. <laughs> how are you? How are you? Uh, I did, I'm like colored well, outside building, the lines earlier in the book. Building That's those as guitar pieces. Because well, you know? I saw you're doing like four, four pieces. Well, yeah, it four started. Parts usually. Um, Damn. It started doing like alto and tenor. Or alto, I'm I sorry. Up. Soprano and alto in one guitar, and then tenor and bass and another guitar and I did about like eight that way. Wait, could you do that chord again? What, what were you just doing? Right there. Now point that at Joe. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That's all I wanted. That's my favorite chord. Oh 
yeah, the I, Bach thing. Yes, the Bach. So I, yeah, did, yeah. I did like an entire uh, year, and all the all the chorales coincide to the actual day in the church calendar that Bach intended them to be performed. So it's like a full year cycle. Um, oh wow! But and like a lot of on Instagram, I'm always posting them with like these like these these very like 17th century religious names and i think everyone on instagram thinks i'm like really really religious because <laughs> you are i'm not really but you're like an old school i have nothing like against a, religion yeah, at all but you should put the color on i'm really. just not into it i'm just not it's not my thing but mm-hmm. i do appreciate bach and his uh his whole thing Amazing. yeah that's pretty cool that is really neat Hopefully. i mean he was he was i don't know i don't want to sound like an idiot with i don't know shit about classical music really but 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 bach was coming out of he was the ent- entering into, can you help me out here, Alex? He was coming out of an era enter- in- entering in. He was sort of the guy that, uh, you know. Wasted on heroin. He was the guy that bridged the gap. He was, or, uh, or the, he not bridged the gap, but he, of, but he He definitely took kind of to took the, the Baroque era. Out, out, of, out of Baroque and into. You might be thinking what, of Romantic Beethoven. or something? Sure, Bach, because, oh, maybe I am. Because Beethoven really bridged the classic. So was Bach the end of the Baroque era? Was Bach He's kind of like right in the center of it? Solid Baroque. I'm asking because I don't know. He's like dead Full center Baroque. Full on Baroque, bro. But he's like, you know... Romantic. Um, for you, romantic. <laughs> bro yeah. forever. Yeah. It's true. I agree. A Baroque bro. I'm all about I got it. a Baroque bro album coming out. It's a shotgun and a... Yeah, uh, Baroque it's, country. Yeah, Baroque country. <laughs> Baroque country. America! Baroque! All right. Let's get back to this. Okay, so most, let, yeah, most musicians play broke music because they are broke. Yeah. Baroque. Oh, 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 stickers here. More of these. Okay. Yeah. Now that we've established that <laughs> the most yes. important gear is what you actually play. Yeah. Now we can talk about all yeah, the we, fun things. Yeah, we that was a long. Yeah, we yes. haven't. We gotta get back to this. What kind of really quick? What kind of amp do you do? Uh, I have a couple amps. Uh, I have a the one I prefer for like bigger places is the Fender uh, Twin Reverb, just the the big one. Uh, Get the I also have a Princeton with a bigger 12-inch speaker that I bought here. Nothing sounds great. I love. Mm-hmm. It's like so the big 12-inch How's that Alnico blue, speaker. Alnico blue, yeah. yeah, and it's That's like I love that amp, mm-hmm. and it's reasonably weighted. You sit well. on a chair or something. Right. Yeah. It's fine for the jazz. Game. I've been thinking about recently. I've been debating. I might get a Henriksen. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a closed back and nice. I've been thinking about that I've been checking that idea out but don't I've get, always played like Fender amps my entire yeah, life don't you have so. a silver face of some kind an old silver face Fender? I used to I sold that here I sold oh, that to you guys because, is it Vibralox? yeah that's what I thought it was we were talking about that earlier huh. um, it's got that one giant speaker I forget what it's called yeah, it was something odd, wasn't it? It has like I, a, it had a 15. Huge, yeah. Like a huge it was like a pedal, it's like a pedal steel. Yeah, and it's really, really yeah. popular with pedal steel players. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. But I liked mm-hmm. it because it had like a very what fast. What the hell sound. was that? Wasn't I don't it, know, vib- man, it was 70s? Was it it a, been, I thought it was called Vibralux. I did too. But I thought two then, speakers. Yeah. I know Vibralux is two tens, but maybe it was uh-huh. a funky 70s. I'll have to look that up. I it was a 70s thing. I forget what it was. Some funky thing. So that amp is great. And yeah, I just love Fender's. Reverb, this real spring reverb they make is. I like nice. making that sound. Yeah, doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so on your so What's let's going just on very here? quickly. So let's talk about tell, this hey, tell us about this we one. This ammo filter. Get moving a little bit. So this MXR I bought. Um, nice. That's a good sounding envelope. That is yeah. good. So this is an old like a seventies or eighties. This is an old MXR pedal, people. What oh. is it? And it's like yeah, it's like the color of our coffee. 
That's it. My time coming any day. That's like my Jerry Garcia envelope. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good sound. It's also good for anything. Like, I like either here or here. Like, I those are mainly my only. Oh, yeah, man. That sounds good. That's a really good sound yeah. envelope. Nice yeah. Sound. And this was actually, I bought it from some guy. It's signed on the back. Um, and I was told that it was on tour, on the wall tour in like the 80s with Pink Floyd with one of their the alternate band. guitar players. Whoa. That's cool. And I installed my little, because it's the old one, so it didn't have a power input. So I had mm-hmm. to like get one of those things and run a little cable and do the whole thing. But that's, that's fun. legendary. Great yeah. sound pedal. Yeah. Sounds, uh, I like it better than the envelope filter on my board. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's got a nice warm round warm. sound. Yeah. Mine does not sound that as that's, good as that. That's all you need. Why would you, you know, yeah. unless you hear something blowing your mind, but that's, you know, like, that's I'm not going for that, yeah. that pedal anymore. I found mine kind of boosts yeah. things in a way I don't, like, makes shit louder. Not cool. You need to get one of those. Do that one, bro. 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 Dude. All the bro bro country. Or just go for like, you know, drop a thousand dollars on a vintage uh, Mutron. Mutron, yeah. Yeah. I had a great copy Mutron that was like that big. This is just the classic, you know. So what order are you running here to? Can we just signal chain real fast? Okay, so. Input is where? Input is that guy. Into the tube screamer. Tube screamer. Actually, input, if I'm using this... Uh, ring modulator, I'll go that first. Sure. But Sounds I don't always first. use it. So that's first. Tube screamer, envelope filter, uh, phaser. Phaser. Then to like the overdrive rat pedal. Uh huh. Then to, I think. Then, probably probably then del- uh, cor- or reverb and delay. Right? Oh, wait, no, hold on. No? I did it backwards. Hold on. Yeah. Interesting. I think this might be a little. <laughs> so tube screamer, that guy, then the rat. Then the phaser, which I've been, I sometimes I switch those okay. depending on. Yeah, phaser can phaser is a wild card. Yep. Then to the delay, then to the reverb. Okay. Um, I just got this reverb. It's I was gonna say like, that's upside down, yo. And then where? It's because it had to fit with this cable. Oh, <laughs> oh and your master. I to be resourceful. One. Your master right. outs coming out of the. Yeah, oh yeah, and then volume, volume pedal. pedal. Volume pedal last. Yeah, volume pedal last. Yeah. I do sometimes do the volume pedal. Um, before the delay, so you can get like phase fading in volume that like echoes then. Mm-hmm. But I, it's kind of like I don't know. I kind of redo my my pedal board like every time I play a gig that requires a pedal board. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do. I redo them all. But the one thing about this like pedal, this it doesn't have an on-off switch. So a lot of time oh. I'm soloing and then I get back to the song and we're playing. It's wop, and wop. after like after like playing like three songs, I realize it's still on because Shh. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Dome or something? I don't know. <laughs> you're in the mo. You're just. Yeah. You're in the zone. Carbon copy delay is so oh, yeah. usable, man. This is my back to that. favorite thing, and I love how small it is, mm-hmm. and I love how you know it's good because it weighs like fifty pounds. Yep. Nice. Yeah. It's like the, a brick. And the Holy Grail is just a good standard, right? Just a good, whatever standby. Yeah. The whole this thing is uh yeah it's good um. Let's, I've been uh, having some weird reverb things happening, so I've been having that as a backup, but. That'll be fixed soon. Let's, let's and mainly a, you're doing a jazz gig. You do, you're doing jazz. a thing at the pizza place. Yeah, do the Friday night jazz at pizza, and, and then you have guests. Um, red, red tractor pizza, everybody. Every awesome. Friday, I Adam, book good it. Dude. Yeah, I play there. I'd say I try to do half the time. This summer, I'm going to be out of town for a decent amount of time, and I've already booked a lot of them. So this Friday will be my last jazz night until like the second week of July. 
which oh, is wow. crazy. Wow. Because yeah. I booked a lot of them in advance, and then it just turned out that the ones I hadn't booked, I ended up not being able to do. But I'm also playing Red Tractor Saturday night with uh, this sax player, John Swinside, and Eddie T and Alex Platt. Nice. And that's going to nice. be more of like this fusion-y thing, playing these compositions that uh, John Swinside got charts for from one of this guy he studied with, Bob Reynolds, who's a... Uh, Pretty cool. It's like kind of like funky groove jazz kind of stuff. Electric. It's electric very good for this. This is this pedal board was specifically chosen for those gigs. Right. You're gonna cool, get. A, you're gonna get after. But they're fun. We get pretty like jammy with it. It's like uh, cool. And last time I saw you there, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was done. Last time I <laughs> last time I saw you at Plonk actually uh, was a great band. That could that should be a band with Adam Greenberg, uh, Rob Kohler, mm-hmm. and Ann Oh yeah. That was just like a. Yeah, they, those, cool. those 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 people piano. can they know they are real jazz musicians. Yeah, I like yeah. playing with. Adam. They can freaking play. And Adam's amazing. And Rob, yeah. obviously. And Rob too. And Rob, Dan. Yeah. Everyone in that band is great. It was good, man. You guys had a good sound. Cool. Let's uh let's do a weird jam to, to take them out. Yeah, let's take we them out. We're gonna get we ring, ring modulator and uh, noise machine. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna do some kind of clapping. Oh wait, I'll get one. Okay. I'll take the green one. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. Gear and beer. Music Bozeman, Montana. Alex Robolata. We're going to take you out with a freak out.